0: Dad, that sounded great. I'm uh, with my dad and uh, in our house in Knight Street in Oceanside and this is the third installment or third episode of Recollections with my dad Anthony Capone. Hey dad how you doing? I'm fine thank you. That's very impressive the fact that you're able to play like that and what makes this impressive to me is the fact that you never really took piano lessons. You're self-taught.
1: Well that's correct. I, as I may have mentioned I grew up in a house with a piano, and uh, I was using at the keys regularly. Mm-hmm. In fact, possibly constantly.
0: Did anybody else play? Did Grandma, or Grandpa play, or no. did, uh, Aunt Sister and Mary, Aunt Joanne? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a an old piano with, player piano.
1: With player piano. So we had the reels that that could be played, it would play by itself, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but you just picked it up? I just picked it up. I just picked it up.
0: Yeah, I know that you had shared the story um, a-, a while ago about playing at your friend Charlie Giordano's house, and his mom <laughs> really liked the way that you played. Oh
1: boy, she, was, she really loved the way I played and uh, frustrated that her son Charlie played uh, did not play well. She even got him piano lessons, and uh, it just didn't work out.
0: Mm -hmm. But she enjoyed hearing you play. (laughs) Every time I went
1: there, they had a beautiful piano in a beautiful home. They were, by the standards of the day, very well off, very fine house,
0: and we were good,
1: best friends. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we had a piano and have a piano in this house. I remember growing up hearing you play the piano all the time, and Jerry and Linda and Susan used to play. I'm the only one who didn't play the piano, (laughs) but I did enjoy hearing everybody play. So we always had music playing in our house. Right.
1: Linda particularly, Mm -hmm. you know, picked it up and plays.
0: I know that music has been a big part of our lives growing up, but uh, who were your musical influences? Who did you like in particular when you were a young person? Was there a, a, um, a singer or a star or somebody that you um, you really- Frank Sinatra. Uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> uh, do you remember the first time that you saw Frank Sinatra? Or? I, I do,
1: I uh, we cut school, Charlie Giordano and I. We cut school, we were in high school. And we went into the city, and uh, we got seats. We got into the theater.
0: Do you remember the name of the theater?
1: In the Roxy Theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sat in a balcony on the first. On um, looking at the stage, we were on the right in a balcony, looking down, and. Uh, the orchestra was there warming up and, uh, and then finally it, it played. It started to get into a performance and a crooner came out and walked <laughs> to the microphone in front of the stage. Uh, and the conductor had his back to the audience leading the orchestra. And when the uh, crooner came out, it was Frank Sinatra, the, all the girls in the audience just screamed. Those days they were called Bobby Soxers. They just got up and screamed. And uh, the conductor uh, later uh, recounted that when he heard all that, he said, what the, he used the profanity. What the heck is that? And,
0: and he turned around to see that it he was.
1: turned around to see and it was Frank Sinatra. He was wearing a bow tie and a suit and the girls were just screaming. They were called Bobby Sox. I, I
0: imagine the response that he received was very similar to the response that the Beatles got when they first appeared on the Ed Sullivan show. In 1964, yeah, I think it was. Well, it, it
1: certainly it was the same kind of thing. You're right. Mm-hmm. But it was just sensational.
0: So music was a big part of our lives growing up. And, and you and Mom always had music playing. I remember show tunes playing and uh, other types of music. And you really exposed us to a lot. But uh, I think that it's carried over into our lives and our families. And, and our children, I believe, are, are very... Um, musically inclined, or they, they love listening to music, and they um, I think they get that from uh, from you and from us. So we, we thank you for your influence of uh, exposing us to to music over the years.
1: Well, uh, you know that I have a Bose uh, player there, right? Uh, and that is thanks to uh, my very good friend uh, tony phillip Puggy, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as we call him and uh he said you need to get one <laughs> and so we did it at the time it cost uh, i don't know eleven hundred dollars in that neighborhood but certainly not less than that and uh, it's one of the great things that i bought i use it constantly And you know that I have probably uh, 150, 200
0: CDs. I do, I see them (laughs) there. They're in the secretary desk there, but now how things have changed, you can get any song at any time just from your phone. You have access to any song from from any genre at any time that you want. So really um, it's available to anybody at any time.
1: I'm still using
0: this (laughs) This method. So, Dad, one of the things that you uh, mentioned in the last episode where you and I spoke, uh, you talked about growing up in Brooklyn and um, how it is that you met Mom. Maybe you can go into a little bit more detail about how you and Mom met. Talk about that first time that you saw her.
1: Well, um, Tony Philip Buggy. And I, with discharge from the army, uh, I had been in the Philippines. He in Germany, and we both got home after the our respective semesters had begun. I was a student at Columbia; I had already started, and uh, before I went into the army, and he had started at NYU, and. Uh, when we got back, the semesters had started, so we used to hang out at his uh, aunt's house on, uh, on off Eighteenth Avenue in
0: Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Not far from where you lived.
1: Not far. Well, mm-hmm. I lived on Sixty First.
0: Okay, so actually,
1: so it was uh, you know about a mile, mm-hmm. and uh, so we both used to hang hang out there. As, his aunt was uh, young, she had a couple of young children and uh, and very uh, into uh, younger people's lives. Mm-hmm. And she was a good mother confessor, you know. We talked about uh, dating and girls and ambitions and so on. And uh, she had a back porch. She lived on the ground floor of uh, uh, connected houses and we would sit outside. Next door was um, a two-story home with an open porch in the back. We would sit in the lower porch and the people who lived there were uh, lived on the second floor there and they they would come out on the porch and who lived there, but the Corvino family. Mm -hmm. Um, Their son Johnny had uh, been in the Navy and he was just discharged. And uh, Fat Mike and Katie Corvino were there. And Marie
0: Corvino. I I guess you use that term, it's a term of endearment, Fat Mike, I'm sure he yeah, no, he, that,
1: that was the, his friends called him that. That's
0: he was, he was okay yeah. with that. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. He was a dispatcher for the sanitation company. Did not go out on trucks mm-hmm. or anything. He would dispatch the trucks and crews as needed. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so Kate and Mike Corvino lived there with their son John mm-hmm. and their daughter Marie. Marie. Corvino and um, how it is that you and she met
1: well when we got there uh, she would be coming out of the house we went there early in the morning we would have a few cups of coffee and smoking at the time and uh, and she would be coming out and walking past Puggy's uh, uh, aunt's house Uh, to get the bus on 18th Avenue, (laughs) and uh, she would just be passing by, and eventually, you know, we'd say, good morning, hello, how are you, and she would get the bus to go to the railroad station, or the subway, I should say, Mm -hmm. and uh, I asked her for a date.
0: So let me ask you, how many times did she walk by before you mustered up the courage to ask her to go out on a date with you?
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, I guess, because uh, we, we spent the, about the remainder of the semester there. We used to go there. Tony Phillips' aunt was a good uh,
0: youngish gal. and. We talk about uh, life. Did, did you have conversations with mom before you with uh, with mom before you asked her out, or did you just ask well, her out and that was the first no, real interaction you had with her?
1: No, it isn't. You know, we had an interaction maybe a few times, but mm-hmm. no more than
0: that. So you asked her to go out yeah. with you, and do you know where you went, what you did on your first date.
1: Um. Well, it was. Uh, Daytime. If I remember correctly, we walked along 18th Avenue and, uh, and went to a restaurant. We had lunch and so on.
0: You, you paid for the bill, I guess. I paid. For <laughs> <laughs> I <was> so, <laughs> so, how long did you and Mom date before you popped the question? Uh, not long. And mm-hmm. I, I can't. And do you remember if you went to um, Grandpa Mike? Corvino, to ask for his permission. I do remember his, that, uh, his and blessing. I did go. Uh-huh. You didn't call him Fat Mike though? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> I did, and I remember sitting. He used to sit at the head of the table in the dining room upstairs. He was uh, a heavy smoker. He always had a cigarette in his hand, an ashtray there, and he would sit at the head of the table. And uh, I sat to his left, and uh, and we had our discussion.
0: So let me ask you, what what required a little bit more nerve on your part to to ask Mom to marry her, or to ask for his permission and his blessing?
1: Ask his permission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was a tough guy. <laughs> but obviously, he was uh, very happy with uh, with the fact that you and, and Mom yes, I, were yes. going to get married. Yes. So um, you and mom were married in 1949. Yes. And uh, do you remember the church where you were married?
1: Our Lady of Guadalupe. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. It was a few blocks away from where they lived. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a church that she attended on Sundays, Mm -hmm. and she would uh, accompany her friend, uh, Eleanor. Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Eleanor had had polio mm-hmm. as a child, and uh, so mom used to carry her books, mm-hmm. and uh, and they would walk to uh, to church. And so. We
0: to... So you got married at Our Lady of Guadalupe. Well, I was going to say that
1: I'm still in contact
0: with Eleanor. Mm-hmm. She's been a good lifelong friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you were married there, and do you remember uh, who was in your wedding party? Uh, who was Mom's maid of honor?
1: Uh, Aunt
0: Anne. Mm-hmm. And, and, and your, uh, your best, best man? Best man was a uh, brother, John. Uncle Johnny was your best man. And I remember seeing pictures of your wedding day, and there's a little girl, the flower girl. <laughs> who was who that? That was Aunt Joanne. Aunt Joanne.
1: Right, and the... Uh, the my cousin Paulie was in the wedding party. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, and Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Any uh, memories or stories from the wedding day?
1: Well, we got married we had a reception in Bay Ridge in a restaurant in, um, in Bay Park, not Bay Park, wait. I can't remember, but I, uh, it was a restaurant that Angelo and Estelle, my friend Angelo and Estelle had been married three weeks
0: before and
1: uh, we went to the same restaurant.
0: Do you remember how many people were invited to the wedding? I mean, were there 50 people, 200 people? No,
1: no, I, I, 50 was mm-hmm. probably closer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And um, was there anything in particular about the wedding day? The thing that stands out about my wedding day was that it was 103 degrees that day. <laughs> it didn't detract from the day for us, but it's one thing that does stand out. Is there something in particular about your wedding day that you remember?
1: No, the... the uh, the thing is the uh, relationship we had with uh with Angelo and and Estelle because they uh, they went on their honeymoon Cape Cod in a I guess it was a cabin really Mm -hmm. on a lake and it had a rowboat and so on and we followed three weeks later we followed and that's where we went for a honeymoon and uh
0: the rowboat <laughs> and so on so after you came back from your honeymoon where did you guys live did, you had an apartment in brooklyn or let me think now <laughs> okay I, I don't remember okay where
1: lived.
0: but eventually um you started a family and jerry was was born in what year? 51. Mm-hmm. Followed 52. by Susan,
1: Susan, and then
0: Tom, you. I'm glad you didn't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and then and uh, and then Linda. And that's so the four of us. Yeah. And and
1: in alternate order. Boy, alternate. girl, boy, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, I always claim that uh, that's because I was a biology teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so our family, we, we moved to, or you moved to Lindenhurst, bought a house.
1: Yeah.
0: On? North Clinton Avenue. And um, one of the things that, that I remember about North Clinton Avenue was that the neighbors there were the friendliest, most... Uh, the most friendly people, and and you met met the Galantes there, and they became lifelong friends.
1: Well, when we moved there, and we moved there because I was going to work, or was working in West Babylon, a neighboring town or village, and on Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, we had invited the family to come. Lo and behold, it snowed from early morning. And it was just, the roads were impassable. So they could not come. Meanwhile, mom had prepared a meal and so on. There was one light on the block. We were (laughs) one of the first people to move there. Across the street. I walked across the street and uh, rang the bell and family, the name there was the uh, Galanti, Bill and Marie Galanti. And I told them that we had a dinner and the people couldn't come, would they like to join us? And they did. And it was the start of a lifetime friendship, relationship, I still, sp- Bill has passed away He had been in the Air Force, Mm -hmm. and was injured in an airplane crash in England, and uh, they came over. Mm -hmm. I invited them, and they came over, and lifelong relationship, as I said. I still speak to Marie every two weeks, every week. Marie lives in uh, North Carolina. we
0: still have our friendship going. I have uh, great memories of the Galante's visiting at their house, them coming over to our house, and you and Bill Galante and his son, Billy, and Jerry and I went camping two or three summers in a row upstate Upstate New York, and we had had a great time.
1: Bill uh, was an experienced uh, outdoorsman. He had been in the CCC when he came out of the army. Do you know what that is?
0: Civilian Conservation Corps.
1: Yeah, and he had been sent by them or in the Northwest.
0: Mm-hmm. So he had experience in camping and so on. Well, that certainly makes sense because he, he helped to make that experience a really a true meaningful experience for me as a young boy learning about camping, how to start a fire. Um, Very knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. I have great memories of that. So they became uh, great friends, and that was North Clinton Avenue in Lindenhurst. Yes. And, um, and I worked in West Babylon schools, mm-hmm. the neighboring community. And what year, do you remember when you, you decided to uh, make the move from Lindenhurst to Oceanside? And what was the, uh, the, the thought process of moving from Lindenhurst, which was right next town from where you worked, to move to Oceanside, which was about a half an hour away? What, what was the process behind that?
1: All right, first of all, uh, our uh, relative, the Amatos, Serena and Frank Amato, had moved, he, he was a pharmacist, and he moved to Oceanside, bought a house, which was about three, four blocks away from where I live now. And uh, my father, and Serena was a wonderful hostess, and she would invite us all, and we have uh, terrific dinners, great conversation, dining room set. I mean she, she was terrific at it. And it prompted my father to come, and he bought a house on Frederick Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when uh, I started teaching, we lived there for uh, several months until I bought a house in Lindenhurst.
0: So how long did you live? In, did we live in Lindenhurst before you decided to move to Oceanside?
1: My father called me one day, and he said that his neighbor, who was the owner of this mm-hmm, house, mm-hmm. Um, had decided to sell. He had a business in in Manhattan or Brooklyn, and he was going to move. And Grandpa said to him, "Do not." Commit to anybody. Let me call my son. So I came out, and uh, we agreed to move here. The superintendent in West Babylon was not happy.
0: Not happy that you were moving from Lindenhurst to to Oceanside? Yeah. That's something. Not adjacent
1: to it. Right. He was not happy. Wow. I can't believe that. Tony, I thought you'd be living right here. But uh, anyway, we did, and it was uh, fortuitous. Grandma got uh, multiple sclerosis.
0: Mom, yeah.
1: Mom? I said, Grandma, Mom. And uh, Grandpa used to come over and help out. We had a dog, Corky. He would walk the dog, and he would come in and see Mom, and he would say, Marie, Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Be good. (laughs) He He also came, I could still picture him, because he had a fig tree. He had planted a fig tree against the back wall of his house, which was field stone. And I can still picture him walking from there here, peeling a fig and munching on it mm-hmm. and bringing a couple to, uh, to mom. It was a good move. She got the MS and they were here to help. Mm-hmm.
0: So it, it really was uh, something that I know that Jerry and Susan, Linda and I loved, you know, living here and having grandma and grandpa right next door. Uh, growing up with our grandparents next door really was something that was very um, meaningful, and, and you know we, we have great memories of our times, you know, going over there. Yeah. I, I I think I spent a lot of time there. After dinner here, I would run across the backyard <laughs> of the house that separated their house from our house, just as they were sitting down to dinner, and <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa would inv- inv- invariably invite me to stay for dinner. So, I was. <laughs> you you still have those inclinations i guess i do (laughs) but i also have uh, a lot of grandma's recipes which i try to replicate today Um, anyway um, i think that we'll do we'll we'll, uh, end our conversation here but i look forward to us sitting down again for more recollections um and and we'll just continue our conversation dad how's that sound good because we have um
1: uh, eventually, I became my friends, John Olson, mm-hmm. Villa Cunto. Well, we have
0: uh, we can talk about your friends that you made through West Babylon. Yeah. So we have a lot that we can talk about, and I know that uh, I look forward to hearing those stories. Very good. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome.